Hello, and welcome back to Into Riverdale. My name is Daniel. I am two-thirds of your host. It was raining, a dark night, and who walked through my door? None other than that other third, Jesse. Hi, I I own a very apparently publicly known brothel in this town that... Yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah, also, I'm going to be shaved by this teenager who apparently thinks sex work is shitty and exploitative automatically. That's not surprising. Uh, Betty's definitely, like, a yeah. pink hat liberal. A pussy hat liberal, sorry. Yeah, she, she... Yeah, she... She's the fucking worst. She's... She's, <laughs> she's the one... She's the one that, like... She maybe... Maybe she called anonymously that there was a black person around her at one point. You don't know it. You, know, you won't know it's her. Um, no, because Betty Betty is at that level where she only calls it in if it personally benefits her and her agenda, which is why she let uh, a gay conversion camp just exist. Uh, threatened to report it to the police twice, um, but just to get information out of the nuns. <laughs> yeah, it's it's to it's to uh, de facto redline her neighborhood because of her uh, her neighbor. Who happens to be a person of color? Uh, just just cooks a lot of things that a little too spicy for her nose. Please, Jesse. She lives in the suburbs. There are no black people there. Uh, well, you can always hope. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, with all of that out of the way, I think there's just so much to cover in this one that we need to just yeah. Get this in is going to be a long one. I'm going to just call it this right is, here. This is going to be a long one. So this is. Let's take a deep breath together. This is Riverdale Season 3, Episode 11, Chapter 46, The Red Dahlia. Which, before we even begin, we can work. We can start with that title, because what the fuck was that? I don't know. That was Betty uh, saying, uh, once I break this wide open, I'm going to get a book deal and you need a cool name like the Black Hood. So off the top of my head, you're now the Red Dahlia. It doesn't mean anything. I just think it sounds neat. Wait, I thought that was like a literary reference. Is it? It might be. It Let me look be. it up. I'm the pretty red sure I had the Red Dahlia, Dahlia before. Uh, Above Suspicion, the Red Dahlia Part 1 from... Two th- oh, no, it is a book by Linda LaPlante about Detective Anna Travis, who works on a horrific brutal murder case and has created a media frenzy. Uh, Doesn't seem to be about... Yeah, I, I don't think that relates to... Penelope in any way. I think that that was one of the many times the writers googled crime titles and uh, inserted it where oh, they could. Sorry, I know this is going to be a long one, but I do want to say mm-hmm. something that is specifically, apparently, supposed to be for you, and it was mm-hmm. delivered to me. Uh, oh, there's uh, uh, so there's going to be a mm-hmm. reality show. Oh yeah, on HBO Max. Okay. Called F Boy Island. Go on. It's just gonna be a bunch of fuck boys and they have to they have to date. They have to find like they have they, there's also a bunch of like women there that are judging them like, hey, are you a piece of shit or not? Of <laughs> it's uh it happens this Thursday. This Thursday is when it starts. Wow. Uh well, we're going to take a brief pause while I look up some articles about this and learn what there is to learn. 
HBO Max's F-Boy Island embraces the challenge of doming down Bachelor in Paradise even more. <laughs> and it, it's specifically there to be the dumbest piece of shit it can. Like, and I, I'm there for it. Oh my god, it didn't take long for F-Boy Island to make me feel like my brain was leaking out my ears, dripped, dripped by stupefied drip, brought to you by HBO Max by Elon Gale of The Bachelor. The new dating reality series is some unholy combination of Bachelor in Paradise, Love Island, and Too Hot to Handle. The rules seemingly change by the day, and each episode is entirely undeserved full 60 minutes long, but did I still watch every ridiculous moment uh, I had in a single hazy sitting? Yes, of course. I mean, naturally. Stranding dozens of hot influencers in the Cayman Islands to find love, or something like that, F-Boy Island tries to flip the bachelor conceit on its head with a self-consciously cheeky twist. Instead of having a general pool of muscled men compete for one woman's affection, the series features a mix of self-proclaimed, quote, nice guys and, quote, F-Boys competing for the attention of three women who spend most of their time trying to figure out which guy belongs to which camp. Uh, that the HBO Max shows makes everyone say F-Boys instead of... You're on HBO Max. You don't need to censor that. Maybe okay. Maybe it was supposed to be sold to someone else besides to like NBC or something. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. No. Like. So it's it's, Nikki Glazer. It's who's Nikki Glazer? Do uh, I know? She her? is a comedian that. Uh, she, oh. I think she's kind of famous. I, I like. I definitely okay. heard her on stuff before. I was hoping she was like from the Jersey Shore or something ridiculous. Um, whichever men are left standing by the end will be in line to win, quote, up to $100,000. By the end of the sixth episode, I still have no idea how or why. Uh, the money, da-da-da. Nonetheless, accused of being an all-inclusive reality show for the wrong reasons. Yeah, this is very Love Island. Uh, okay, uh, the fact that eliminated F-boys get excited to the beach shack labeled Limbro. <laughs> like Limbo, <laughs> yeah. but for bros. Okay, I see. Uh, but it also never quite interrogates its own premise. Uh, as an in, in inevitable, the plenty of focus on F-boys learning to leave their womanizing ways behind, yet practically no introspection about what it means for a man to call himself a, quote, nice guy, while his clear ego and jealousy tell a different tale. On a purely technical level, F-boy Island doesn't seem to have a handle on its own format. Every episode brings a new set of arbitrary rules and allowances uh, for when the contestants don't feel like adhering to them. By the fifth episode, practically the entire premise crumbles in front of our very eyes. This sounds fucking phenomenal. Like, like I saw it, I'm just like... Why did they just inject this right into Daniel's brain? Like, this is... Goddamn right. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, is this a thing from Daniel? No. No. It's just a ad for me for some reason. Yeah, uh, our mail got mixed up and they sent it to you <laughs> instead of me. That's so weird. Yeah, I know. Oh, you know why? It's because I use your HBO Max, so they thought... You know, I, I understand how they got that mixed oh, okay, up. Oh, okay, okay, that's how. That's how. Yeah, but yeah, yeah we definitely need to... You know, you definitely need to watch that. And, you know, give. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will be binging that over this weekend. Oh no, I was gonna say with my girlfriend, but uh, the new Love Island is currently airing, and so we're gonna spend our whole day watching that. Ooh, we're, we'll figure it out. Uh, meanwhile, we'll it this out. Uh, oh, there's it's a good summer, y'all. It is a good summer for me. Me. Meanwhile, uh, this weekend, guess what? I'm gonna be watching alone oh, in what the are theater. You watching, Jesse? The Green Knight. I'm gonna watch. Oh, fun! Yeah, I know it's gonna be pretty good. I've, I've been waiting for that movie for like a year. Mm -hmm, Dave mm -hmm. Patel looks fucking hot in it. Yep. So, uh, yeah, right. uh, let's let's go to this this vlog episode yes. that I carved a lot of time out of this episode for. Yes. All right. So, um, this is a noir episode. They decided they wanted to do 
just a noir pastiche for whatever it is. So we open Jughead on his typewriter talking about how literally Riverdale has become a noir town. Just in case you didn't get it from the black and white and the ridiculous outfit that uh, Veronica's going to be coming in here in a second with. Remember when we thought Jughead was the smart one? (laughs) <laughs> like he is so fucking he's about as i think he's just like what if archie knew how to read yeah like i mean i think i think jughead is the smart one kind of went out of the window after his i'm so weird rant in season one well it should have went out when he said his favorite director is uh Tarantino. Quit True. Tarantino. That- yeah i i feel like very early on we we learned like, uh, that this is not a show for reasonable people. And again, I'm not saying that Quentin Tarantino doesn't make good movies. He should be your favorite director. No. You should no. know another director it, by that, now. That is a red flag, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, so, we, we transition from the typewriter to uh, Fang, Sweet Pea, and Jughead telling FP about what they did, which is murder Tallboy. Um, again, they're making a very big deal out of it, even though, you know, Joaquin died and they apparently got rid of the body super easily. And now also his dad is the sheriff. Uh, I, but I, I guess it's a big deal. I don't know. Oh, sorry. They don't tell his dad the truth. They tell him that, uh, they put him on a bus and drove him out of town, but actually he was under the bed uh, that he was sitting on. Wouldn't you be able to smell that? Yeah, you'd think that'd get pretty rank, since that room already probably smells pretty bad. There's, I don't think there's great ventilation in that bunker. Yeah, I mean, unless they were just like, hey, Dad, it's the fuck bunk. <laughs> I'm sorry, hold on. Um, Betty just said that the Lodge ledger uh, says that Claudius was murdered. Do the Lodges have their own newspaper outside of the one they bought? What? Wait. Do they have... Two competing newspapers that they both own? Wait, no, wait, wait. I thought that made the Lodge ledger as that they have a ledger as in a book. But no, no, no. no. She's referring to the title of that uh, newspaper. Oh. Which also, I mean, I guess maybe, uh, yeah, she says, it's infuriating, Dad. The Lodge ledger is calling Claudius Blossom's death a suicide while holding a newspaper to her dad. Um, I guess maybe they could have just renamed whatever... I honestly don't remember what the Cooper newspaper was called, but maybe they bought it out and then renamed it. Also, who's sorry, who's working there also? Because it was a newspaper run by Hal and Alice Cooper. Hal went to jail. Alice is on TV now. <laughs> who's writing for the newspaper? Great. Well, okay, what if they renamed the 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 Riverdale Register to the Lost? Yeah, Ledger? that's what I was thinking. Like it has to be that. Yeah, that that's possible. Although, um, then back to the who's writing on here? Who's who's writing the Lodge Ledger now? I'm also, very, I'm very also, confused. Is, is her mom already on the TV? Yes, uh, we learned last episode that the farm got her the job. She was hired. Okay, we better learn some something about the fucking farm. All I know about is that it does magic now. Yeah. Um, but she's upset because the newspaper is calling Claudius's death a suicide. She thinks it's a murder, and she's complaining to her dad because I guess he's the only one who cares. It's because of the darkness. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, he says here that uh, poison... I, I think she says uh, maybe he was poisoned. He's like, poison would fit Penelope's MO. It's, you know, elegant and clean... Um, and that makes sense at this point because we, I mean, she has a greenhouse full of exotic plants. We've known her to poison people. Later on, they say that Claudius died from pufferfish poison, 
Which, hello? Why Why was it not a plant? Why, where did she get a puffer fish from? I mean, she's rich. I guess. It, it, I thought it was a weird moment. Also, she says, Betty's arc here is weird for this episode because it starts out with her being like, no, it's black and white, evil people are bad and should go to jail. And at the end, she's like, maybe life isn't black and white. And that's like, no, duh. Oh. But like, Wait. it's also framed like that's a bad lesson because she learns it from her serial killer evil dad. Okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty's also dub. Uh, yeah. <laughs> turns out they're only as smart. But I will say Hal, that a person playing Hal, is, it does a really good job at this. Mm-hmm. He's consistent and I find him a more enjoyable character. Yeah. I mean, he's a working actor, so he knows how to turn it on. Yeah, he turns it on really well. And I think Betty acts well off of him as well. Yeah. But just very weird content that is going on there. Yeah. Also, like, who is Jughead writing this thing on his typewriter for? Is I guess is he still making a novel, maybe? Like, I have, a second novel? I have a feeling he's just trying to make a novel for each one. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, what happened to his first novel about the murder of Jason Blossom? He never, like, did anything with all of that. He probably self-published it. I guess. I mean, he never mentioned it to anyone, which I think is weird. What's happening, though, is if it did get published anywhere, it's being being talked about on, like, this really small, like, uh, girls, uh, like, gals being gals uh, true crime podcast where they yada yada through all the problematic stuff and then, like, while wearing, like, uh, choke me like, uh, Bundy and eat me like Dom oh, shirts. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You know, also, uh, Jesse, ads. uh, I don't, I don't remember if I mentioned this to you, but in Scream, uh, they have the, uh, character that's, you know, the intrepid reporter trope, only because it's in, like, 2015, they decided to make her a true crime podcaster instead, which I thought was very funny and very clever. It is. I have beef with <laughs> true crime stuff. Uh, but, but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Archie is uh, saying to his dad that maybe he uh, shouldn't go to college and should drop out. And Fred Andrews, again, being the one good person in Riverdale, says there's nothing shameful about hard work. And uh, he sees that this is what his son might need. So instead of being like, well, are you sure you don't want to go to college, son? He says, well, if this is what you really want, shift starts in an hour. Better get going. <laughs> Oh, and he, f- I got, I can't tell if Art, it feels like Archie is being treated so, like, out of character. For the, like, I mean, he just went through a lot of stuff. He's, he's processing. Uh, yeah, I feel like they're just not doing it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So he's, uh, at Andrew's construction, breaking rocks, and the foreman calls, uh, for a break, and Andrew, or Archie keeps breaking his rocks and the guy comes over and is like hey this is a union gig you gotta take your fucking break uh and archie's like fuck you man you're not my dad you can't tell me what to do um and then archie realizes maybe he can bait this guy or he like confronts him the guy's like don't do this son i have like a hundred pounds on you and then archie realizes oh i can get this guy to fight me and then i'll feel alive again so he shoves the guy and tries to get him to fight him but instead he just gets fired damn it like, just Archie, like, calm down a little bit. Listen, the last time he felt alive was when, it, when he was in his teen fight club inside jail. F- fight someone else. Try to punch one of, like, Hiram's Capos or something. I don't know. Like, you know. Oh, we'll we'll talk about Hiram's Capos. Oh, oh my God. Veronica's God. whole thing this episode is insane. It, it, it's just insane. 
Elio is here for a brief moment. This literally does not matter. Yeah. Um, he's just here to be like, hey, you know, mob families sense weakness. We're gonna make a move. Um, and this is where we like fully dive into the film noir sort of thing. Veronica comes in dressed, you know, like it's the 1920s for some reason. He said, Jagged says, nice hat, Bacall, which I'm assuming is a noir reference. I'm not too familiar with the genre. I assume because they keep throwing out names and titles of things, being like, see? Crime. Noir. We get it. <laughs> um, but she's hiring Jughead to find out who shot her dad because uh, the most qualified person to do that is definitely the 16-year-old you know from school. Uh, complete with the black and white flashbacks. So it says, consider me your Philip Marlowe. I'm assuming that's another reference I don't get. <laughs> uh, yeah... They like they don't feel like natural references. It feels like the writers were like, we need some references and Googled a bunch. Like, normally they're a little bit better at putting the references yeah. in, like, making it, like, plausible. Yeah. This feels like maybe someone higher up said, I want a film noir episode that'd be really fun. And none of the writers, like, know anything about film noir and had to do some research very, very quickly. Also, just, like, so, okay, oh, wait, go ahead. I do I want to say something. Like, mm -hmm. Hermione... Has mm -hmm. barely been in this season so far and everything. Right. I don't know if she's done something different with her hair, but she looks, like, different. Like, hmm. um, I don't know what it is. She just looks almost not like the actress that I remember hmm. in this episode. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. I don't, it's something weird. I, Look, I think what it is, it looks like she she's acting well, but it, acts, it seems like she's under distress the entire time. Hmm. Which well, maybe. I mean, that fits her character, so maybe. Yeah, maybe. Although we learned um, something later on this episode yes, about her. Yes, we do. <sighs> um, so Jughead is currently interviewing her, which is insane. Um, I get it, because it's like a film noir, so he Jughead's the private eye roll, so of course he's got to go interview the perps. But, like, from a reality standpoint, if you're the mayor, why would you entertain a 16-year-old trying to play detective and answer his questions in your office. Here is a... Th we keep on saying this over and over again. Mm -hmm. Why are all these adults letting these yeah. teenagers do whatever the fuck they want? Yeah. <laughs> like, just say See, no. See, she tells, she tells him that she found out Hiram was having an affair. Why would you tell that to a 16-year-old? Like, just don't... Just say shut up. You're a 16-year-old. And then she's like, here's a photo of them. Look at all this stuff. Okay, okay, wait. Isn't this neat? To be fair, yeah, she has to beef with Hiram right now. Yeah, I guess. So, it just seems very weird that you would be like, yes, come into my office and ask me questions, high schooler. I mean, like, if you just said no, there's nothing Jughead could do. He's 16. Um, and now Fred's gonna have angry words with Archie because Archie tried to assault his foreman. Um, that he's been working with for years. Uh, and he also found Archie's booze. And Archie's being very uh, teenaged about it. I, I'm going to be honest, this plot didn't really grab me. Thick. It was mm -hmm. like, he's just being a goddamn like, Yeah. That's it. Betty uh, boldly coming to Claudius's funeral uh, to question people at a funeral. She really does take after her mother. Yeah, she does. And, like, Nana Rose is now, like, I guess, I hate this fucking family and they suck. 
is her new character. She keeps on just, like, roasting Penelope and the Blossom family. Which it makes sense. I guess. Also, I yeah. don't like that she keeps on calling her. Well, that's what Penelope wants, and she needs to butter Penelope up. Yeah. I mean, Cheryl calls her cousin. Wait! No, never mind. I was gonna say, is there more incest going on? No, it's Helen. <laughs> no, Penelope's no. not a Blossom by blood. Okay, that makes that's sense. That's right. I was, I was yeah. about to be like, what? She just, uh, she's just very into Blossom, man. It's weird that weird that he's not he's not redhead. Mm-hmm. Well, you know he's from the distant branch of the blossom tree, and he felt no need to keep up the branding. I love that. Um. They literally have a body they need to hide, and Jack Hit's like, "Why'd you call me out here? I'm working a case, dummy." You need to hide a goddamn. This is more important than your murdered one charge. Shut up. Um, but they're talking about how the Gargoyle gang's riled up and looking for Tallboy, but, like, who cares? They're not gonna find this bunker. I don't know. Uh, alright, so... 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 We... 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 The adults need to learn how to say no to these kids. There's so many things happening in this scene. So, essentially... Veronica's speaking to uh, Hiram's two capos, co- uh, and um, basically says, the two of you, fuck out of here. You failed my father, and I don't want you here anymore. Uh, despite, A, uh, at least from what I know from, you know, mob films, uh, mobs are usually kind of familial and you aren't, you know, going on ZipRecruiter and, and hiring capos. Yeah. So there's that. So I don't think you can just fire them like that. That's weird. I mean, you could, but then you off. But then that person might go to another rival gang with their secrets and then try yeah. to kill you. Yeah. You normally it's very very difficult to leave organized crime because once you know stuff, you can't leave. So this is strange. Uh, B. Where's Hermione? We learn later that Hermione's heavily involved in this scheme to essentially kill Hiram, right? Why has she not moved in to take over all of Hiram's stuff in the meantime? Why would she let her daughter just undercut her power like this? Like, I feel like <laughs> if you had control of the mob, that it is controlling mm-hmm. the town, and mm-hmm. also the mayor, you mm-hmm. get everything you want done, and yeah. no one can do anything about it. And then just see what they uh, point out as well is that she's worried because other crime families are moving in because they hear uh, Hiram's been shot and is out of commission. That means that they're they're weakened because their leader is out. And so they point out, hey, this is a really dumb time to get rid of your enforcers. And she's like, no, this is fine. I have a high school boy and an old man. And that's enough. Also, also, they call Hiram the man in black. What is that about? I don't know. Just call him boss or Hiram. Right. Like, cry. I can't. I feel like this episode is, like, extra dub. Yeah, it is. But they, uh, the Kapos suggest allying with Elio's family for protection. Veronica says, you don't have to mobsplain to me. I hated that. Listen, Betty is a pussyhat liberal, and Veronica's a hashtag girl boss. She is, and that's a girl. why they're best friends. She is a girl boss. 
Yeah. Um, She's literally a girl boss, but if if she wasn't if she wasn't rich, she would be doing a MLM at sixteen. Yeah, no, she would she would be on Grind Twitter talking about how she made her money uh, with no help. But uh, yeah, she's got a new team, and it's Reggie from school and Smithers, her old driver that looks like he's eighty five. God, I, I love this show. And she's like, "Okay, boys, what do you got for me?" And then Smithers says, "Oh my God!" Smithers says. There was a moment back in the trenches, and I thought initially, oh, he's talking about his old mob days when he was younger and, you know, they were in the shit. No, he's talking about, I guess, World War One. Is he over a hundred years old? I guess. That's the last time trenches were featured heavily in a war. <laughs> like... He's talking about a literal war uh, where their numbers were greatly diminished and that they knew they were going to get stormed, so they... Set up helmets like on the battlement to make it look like they had more men than they did. That's World War Two shit. Is that World I mean, War Two no, shit? No, World War One shit. That is. Yeah, War- that would be. Yeah, that's when there were a bunch of fucking trenches and people were just dying left and right. It'd be different if this show was set in the fifties, but they show right. cell phones too much. No, this is canonically in like 2019. Yeah, so like if it was in the fifties, yeah, you could have this story. Yeah. But um, just insanity. Smithers is just very, very old. What, what if the subplot is he's immortal? See, Smithers just said some things are not what they appear to be. He's talking about himself because he's immortal. Yep, this, this is our new uh, headcanon, I guess. Yeah. Smithers is the one pulling all the strings. He's an immortal being. He's the shadow man. You know, they talk about the man in black, but they don't talk about yeah. the man who doesn't die. Uh, Smithers is the real Gargoyle King. Um, so, Betty and Jughead are following up on Hermione's lead about Hiram's lover, and there's a room that just has a maple leaf on the door instead of a room number. Um, cause... I guess that's way, that's a way to not just stand out completely. Yeah. Just so you know who's, who runs this place. Yeah. Who, who has an affinity for red and maple leaves. Gosh, I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if there's a family that's known for it at all. I, I forgot that like the majority of the uh, crime references are given to Jughead, because I guess he's a cinephile, but like he's never to this point like shown an interest in film noir. He's been much more like, Quentin Tarantino, and I think he uses Scorsese later on, which is a good reference. That makes sense. He's like, would Bogart move? I'm like, are you really watching... Bogart movies, okay. my guy. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but you know, Scorsese's mm-hmm. good choice, but also, I mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It seems like the kind of film director he would watch if he were watching a crime film is uh, Scorsese. Yeah, he probably does watch The Departed like a million times. Yeah, uh, there's some sultry French pop music playing, and um, this is a very big hotel room, I guess. Um, and it's. <laughs> Betty says, and now apparently there's a not-so-secret sex club in Riverdale. Also, they need a bouncer to make sure that 16-year-olds aren't able to get in here. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> it's the Maple Club, one of the dominatrixes say. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a dungeon, I guess, mm-hmm. it seems like. Betty, Betty and Joe could have taken this remarkably in stride. Like, okay, I don't care how much sex you have as, like, a teen... If you see, like, sexual content from, like, like sexual stuff from an adult as a teenager, like, it's jarring. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... This is a very large room. Yeah. Um, and then she says, try room 311, which I guess implies that they're also renting out other rooms at this hotel uh, to do sex work in, and this is just, like, the main lobby. <laughs> I just realized, 311 is a band that's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, amber is the color of their energy. Yeah. Um, and then Penelope comes around the corner, and um, we learn who owns this sex dungeon. What's Penelope? Yeah, of course. Like- and Archie, okay, I forgot how much I hate Jughead in this episode. His dad is a sheriff for like less than a week. Be like, yeah, my dad's the sheriff. Like, yep. pretty much. This is a weird exchange, though. Okay, um, I that feels I, like I the writers. Dwell on this for a little bit. I don't think the writers really knew what they were doing here. So, okay. so Betty says or retorts to something Penelope says. Let me. I'll lay out the scene, then uh, you can share your thoughts. I just want to point out this exchange, because I think it's very weird. Uh, She says uh, something, 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 but now you're exploiting other women, uh, to which Penelope kind of scoffs at and says, uh, they're not being exploited, or these women aren't victims, Betty. Uh, At the Mabel Club, it's the men who suffer, because it's, you know, a dominatrix thing. But, like, that's not... No? No, also, okay... So they they've literally hit almost every single thing that like Swarf say mm-hmm. about sex work and also misunderstanding what domi- uh, what you know dungeons do. Um, first off, um, first off, I th- if Penelope was just like they're not being exploited, mm-hmm. that's, that would have been fine. That's that all she needed just to been say. It. Yeah. Um, because first off, sex workers work. Is there some bad sex work? Is there some like sex trafficking? Yes, but guess what? You know, there's also a lot of sex workers who are actually doing it because they want to. Yeah, if she's just like, I hired these people, then, like, that could have been it. But she's like, no, they're not exploited because they're dominatrixes, and that's nothing. Yeah. Now, second off, the whole thing about, like, you know, like a dominatrix or doms in general, are they there to make their person suffer? No, there's such a thing as causing pain, well, causing pleasure through, like, you know, pain and whatnot. And also, if you have a good dom or dominatrix, they're also going to make sure you're okay afterwards. Aftercare is a huge thing if you're doing mm-hmm. anything bondage-related. Like, mm-hmm. in fact, if you're not doing it, you're just being a abusive asshole. You're just hurting yep. someone. And, like, it's just like, this one fucking scene is just like, wow, they don't know anything about, like, anything besides vanilla stuff. Like. Yeah. It's. Yeah, oh, oh, also, there's another thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically, uh, Penelope is just like, hey, we specialize in dominatrix. These these women are here to make uh, make their make a life for themselves. And Betty does be like, oh, come on. You're just you're uh, you're just uh, trying to help yourself. Like, hey, Betty, sometimes people like doing sex shit and want to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. But there's a job for it. Like. She's just such a fucking swarf at this. Like... I mean, she's also... I mean, Penelope's also... I mean, she's still a A boss. She's still a boss, (laughs) but still, like, they could still... Not not the point that Betty was trying to make. No, like, like, she's making, like, a pretty strong indication that all these women are being exploited and everything. Mm -hmm. they're, They're probably not, like... Uh, until proven Not other- in the sense that she thinks. No. They're being exploited in the same way everyone who has to work a job is being exploited. Yeah. Like... Yeah. 
But yeah, now and now Betty does what she does best this episode. Just goes in and accuses Penelope of doing something. You just start swinging until she hits something. Did you kill those nuns? No? Uh, how about Claudius? And then when she doesn't get anything, she's like, well, she's still a killer, you know? Oh, did we did Fucking we mention that did we mention that uh that uh the Hal mentioned that well well cl- uh the person um Clifford mm-hmm. also committed suicide. There's a lot of suicides happening. Oh yeah, yeah. Which it turned- I mean, we knew Clifford committed suicide because we saw his hanging body in season one. Yeah. No. I will say that uh, kiss that she gave Jughead at the end of that really does make me think that maybe this whole investigation thing is just foreplay for them. I really think that every single time they have like this like hard on for finding a killer, it's mm. just they're just like getting their fucking rocks off like every yeah. night, like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now. <laughs> oh no! I Archie's this. doing the sad drunk at the bar thing. Reggie, who is. Is this during the day? Who can say? I don't know. Probably, though. Because yeah. he stormed out of uh, his house during the morning, so... But Reggie's just like, just like, hey, yo, you should probably calm down a little bit. Yeah. And, um... I mean, he's being a barman and being like, you've had enough. Yeah, which is responsible. Yeah. And, uh... And he's just like, I'm a paid customer. Be like, yeah. and then he gets the bouncers. And yeah, Josie, um, presumably one of the adult serpents. <laughs> yeah, the Josie is just like, hey, yeah. I'll take care of him. He's, he's a friend. Yeah. I, he's it's like, I can vouch for him. It's fine. I'll take care of him. Yeah. yeah which I'm, which, you know, is fine for the most part. Yeah. Um, She puts him in a bath. Bathtub somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where this is, but somewhere. Somewhere. We might discuss this in a later episode, but I think they might try to be setting something up because, like, Josie and, like, Archie were never, like, really a friend thing. Like, they kind of knew each other and hung out, but mm-hmm. not, like, a lot. They did music for a bit, and once that stopped, they really stopped showing up together. After he stopped making out with Val. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also. Um. Oh, go ahead. Okay. So we have. So Veronica is just like, yo, we need to get, we need to, you know, get our protection money. Because she's now mm-hmm. heading up the. The yep. highly corrupt Bob that she said that she didn't want a part of, and now she's just feeding mm-hmm. into. Almost makes me feel like Hiram, like, ordered a hit on him to just make Veronica into him. I mean, you would really think that the wife would take control at this point, but no, it's the daughter. Yeah. And so she's doing the shakedown, and to, like, trick other mob families into thinking that Hiram is fine, um... They're having Reggie sit in the car, like, with the window mostly rolled up, wearing a hat, so they can see that there's a figure in the back there that is a man, and that maybe people will think Hiram is up and running again. Even though, like, you could literally just ask anyone, like, at the hospital. Like, it's not... It's it's a small hospital. It looks like they only have the one room for the ICU. Yeah, like uh, it's well, like, like and like it's not like you have to be family to get in there. Everybody walks into that room in this episode. Yeah, they they do not uphold the family friend like family and uh, thing. Like you could yeah. just ask and like well in a regular hospital like hey I'm looking for my friend blah 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 are right. they here and yeah. like if like a lot of times literally they could just call the hospital and probably confirm if Hiram's like this is a bad plan. Yeah, it's really bad. 
Also, I mean, I wonder if she had, like, I don't know, enforcers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's gonna pay up because he remembers the old enforcers. Uh, so that's fine. But, like, this is goofy. What if this is foreplay for both Veronica? Oh, this is 1,000% <laughs> foreplay. I mean, Reggie is getting off on this idea. By the way, I love, okay, I love that the creepy son of the former coroner is, like, getting a mm -hmm. lot of play this season because I yeah. he looks like he's from a goddamn Tim Burton movie. <laughs> like, and he's just here. Like, mm -hmm. but he basically confirmed, but... Betty goes down to the morgue and uh, say, yeah. hey, uh, can I get some information on uh, the autopsy? Yeah. So, um, turns out that there was never an official autopsy done on Clifford Blossom per request for the family, but because his dad, Curtle Sr., was a dirty little pervert, uh, he did one just for his own amusement and found out that uh, Clifford had been poisoned prior to the hanging. Also, I like that they call him Junior. Yeah. Okay, so it was the shower in his house. She walked him all the way home. Ooh. Good for her. Good. Wasn't she doing a shift at the speakeasy? She might have just been practicing. Like, it didn't see. It oh, like I guess that's true. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're also, right. Okay, okay. Also, who's selling, be like, liquor that early? Like, that's irresponsible. Veronica, because she's 16, oh, and it's all okay. illegal anyway, so oh, why the fuck oh, not? Yeah. But... Like, it feels like they're trying to set up either, like, a friend or, like, potential yeah. maybe kiss thing. Maybe they kiss. I don't know. Also, I guess good for Josie for dressing up to the nines to do her rehearsals in, like, the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, because it's definitely during the day. Like, she... Yeah. Like, I get being on the stage so you can, like, do your blocking and, like, hear the sound as it would sound when you're performing, but, like... You could have sh rolled up in sweats. <laughs> you didn't have to do all that. Maybe maybe they're trying to, like... Maybe there's, like, a dress code for the Bonnoe. Maybe. It's supposed to, like... I, I could believe that, yeah. Um, This conversation, I don't think, is really anything. Archer's just like, oh, I'm so sad. And uh, what Josie's like, as your kind of friend, I would like to help you not be depressed, because this is, like, bumming me out as well. Like, it feels like they might be trying to set up, like, either a friendship thing or, like, they're going to kiss later thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I can't tell yet, but Josie's, like, really interested in a person who she showed almost no interest in. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe she's just like, oh, Veronica's dating him. I'm going to get that. I'm going to look at those ads and <laughs> get that good, good D. Yeah, now that he's broken, you know. Oh, maybe she's into sad Listen, dudes. I can fix him, yeah. No, like... I can fix him. I, I mean, he's a lot more attractive now. Uh, to me, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Jesse. I know. He's so sad. Uh, so, I guess Veronica, while doing her criminal bookkeeping, found out that uh, Hermione's name is on all the orders for all the stuff or whatever. And then Hermione's like, no, it wasn't me. Your father used me. He was making drugs in the maple factory. And I told him to stop. But... Uh, so, and I made a quarantine so that he could do it in secret. I don't understand how that works, even a little bit. I just... Oh, I guess, like, quarantine means they have to stay inside their own houses as well. I guess that was the idea. Well, I just wish that they showed anything about the quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like they came up with the quarantine first, and then pivoted and had to come up with a reason why it ended, and was there to begin with. You know, you know what the real easy plot you can do? Gang Wars? Mm -hmm. 
You could just right. shoot it all at night. You don't need to worry about lighting that much. Well, I'm I'm saying that like maybe they had a different idea for the quarantine. They were gonna shoot like episodes while the town was under quarantine, and like something happened, like some exec didn't like the idea or some budget issue, some scheduling issue, and it didn't work, and they had to pivot to after the quarantine. And then retroactively come up for a reason why the quarantine exists now because maybe uh, they didn't shoot any content for it. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like the shooting something during the quarantine where like uh, where like there's a lot of strife and like maybe you can do like you know like some saucy hookups and stuff. Maybe people reveal right. secrets about each other. That seems like prime like prime rib for this show. Yeah, I agree. That just didn't happen. Yeah. Um. So Veronica's like, oh well, well now that uh daddy's almost dead we should take this time while he's out to destroy his drug lab and hermione's like or hear me out what if we sell it to someone uh for money because despite me just earlier being upset that your father was running a drug lab i don't mind that there's drugs in riverdale if i can get paid for it yeah and I think she said it here, I wasn't really paying attention, but uh, the reason people were having seizures is because the maple factory, the, the syrup factory, uh, Claudius was dumping the runoff from making the fizzle rock it, directly into the reservoir, and people were drinking it, and, and that's why seizures were happening. Which is convenient, I guess. Yeah. See, yeah, here's uh, Betty confronting... Penelope with the pufferfish venom, which, like, I don't think that's anything. I don't think you've proven murder. Like, if it were, like, a plant venom, I feel like that's circumstantial, but pretty solid. You could get, like, a warrant off that. But, like, pufferfish venom? Why would she use pufferfish venom? Her whole thing is, like, plants. Well, maybe to throw people off. Yeah, I just don't think it would hold up in court. Well... I'm no lawyer, but... <laughs> no, I've seen some, I have I've seen some shows that featured courtroom scenes in them, so... It it seemed, it, it does it does seem like that yeah. would be how it... Yeah, works. she just called her the Red Dahlia for no fucking reason right here. Because you're a serial killer, a black widow, the Red Dahlia, let's call you. Yeah, the, She's just workshopping some names for when she, you know, publishes her memoir. Yeah, what's what's going to happen is her and Jug are going to talk about this later. Be like, yeah, I called her the Red Dollar. Be like, oh, God, mm-hmm. you're so fucking smart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they're going to bone to that one. Yeah. Oh, they definitely. Uh, they're also definitely the type that says, like, I'm not attracted to you because of your beauty. That's one part. But I'm attracted to you because of your smarts. And they're going to be yeah. like, they're definitely a sapiosexual couple. Uh, and then Penelope, uh, summoning all of her 2014 Tumblr energy, says... I didn't kill people. I killed men. Um, <laughs> and then she explains, she elaborates that Clifford killed her son. Daryl, I don't... Oh, Daryl was uh, Dilton's dad, was a Judas. I don't understand how he was a Judas, but okay. Uh, and then Claudius, she's like, well, I'm surprised you're not thanking me for that one, because that guy sucked. Oh, this is where we learn, because... uh. Claudius caused everyone's seizures because of his Fizzle Rocks operation inside the Maple Factory. Where are they dumping the runoff now? That's a, I mean, it's in the prison, so maybe just elsewhere, just not into the river. Well, if they dump it into your creek, then it would still end up in the yeah. river. I don't know. Um, I love this. So, first of all, she wants to make very clear that the drug doesn't cause seizures. It's just that... Uh, 
excess that the runoff. Uh, and second, Betty's like, well, why did it only affect women? And she says, I'm a herbalist, Betty, not a medical doctor. You can ask me silly questions like that. You could, you could literally say, I don't know, maybe birth control or something. Yeah, I just love that they're like, we don't have a reason. Please don't question it. I Thank really you. feel like all they need to do is say birth control. Yeah. That would that would be a pretty good excuse, but... Yeah. Okay, Betty comes off with it. Okay, just because someone's horrible doesn't mean you have the right to kill them. Hey, hey, how about Chick? How about Chick there, I mean, Betty? She literally brings this up. Yeah. That's the very next moment, Jesse. How about Chick, Betty? Yeah. What? Yeah. Penelope counters with you... <laughs> hey... Griffin, Griffins and Gargoyles isn't our only pillow talk. Your daddy told me about Chick and how you offered him up to Black Hood. So how are you any better than me? If you don't want that getting out, you're going to keep secret about my business. Which it's not really a secret, though. Like, you can... Well, it's a secret that she killed Claudius. Oh, okay, sorry. I think about the... Okay, yeah, yeah she... Again, I forgot about Claudius. Yeah. Uh, so... Okay, uh, so... Jughead has broken into the Four Seasons Hotel or whatever uh, to investigate Hiram's quote-unquote mistress, uh, which I thought was what they were doing in the Maple Room, but I guess he found a different room that she has. Maybe this was Room 311. I don't know. Um, But he's found some documents and a Glamourge egg, but then the woman comes back and she's pulled a gun on him. Um, But he's put it all together. She is a water investigator, um, who has uh, falsified documents saying she's done a water test and that the water is fine, but she also wrote a letter to the governor saying the water is not fine and they need a quarantine. Um, combined with this glamour, uh, Glamourge egg, it means that you're definitely on Hiram's pay. And he paid you to fake these documents. Yeah, and the whole time, like, be like, hey, put down my egg. Yeah. And uh, he's, like, kind of, you know, juggling around and everything, making yeah. a flinch. Every time he throws yeah. it, she flinches a little bit. Right. Also, does she look like like Michelle Pfeiffer to you? Um, I don't know actresses very well. Uh, the woman who played Catwoman in the... the... That was so long ago, Jesse. I know. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in ages. Uh, she's in another thing. See, the only thing I think of is her in the Catwoman suit, so... Yeah. I mean, I've heard her name. There. I think I heard her name in Uptown Funk, and that's why it sounds familiar. <laughs> um, but she kind of reminds me of Jerry Ryan, but it might just be because she's a blonde with cheekbones. I think I've seen her in another show before. It's just like I don't mm-hmm. remember what it is. Anyway, Jughead leaves. It's fine. Whatever. Um, he's typing on his typewriter. What? What is going on? Why did he do this? What's he hiding? Like he's got an analog phone in his office. <laughs> Also, where's this? Wait, is it? Does did he make an office in there? I mean, I'm assuming that's the blue and gold. Oh, Uh, yeah. (coughs) Uh, Even though that's definitely not for the blue and gold, what he's writing. But uh, Fangs or Sweet Pea, one of those two, uh, calls Jughead not on his cell phone, on his office phone. Uh, It's a rotary, (laughs) and and tells him that, uh, "Hey, you remember when you told me to follow Hermione? Well, I found something. You got to get out here." You go to a cabin in the woods and find out, dun dun dun, Hermione's having an affair. And not only is she having an affair, she's having an affair with Sheriff Mineta. He's not dead, folks. Yeah. Also, they're just kind of, like, peeping on us. Like, I feel yeah. like all you need to do is tap some pictures and go instead of being perverts. Um, 
because this is television, Hermione takes this moment to monologue about their evil plan that they've done. And how they set up to have Hiram killed, and now they need to finish the job. So he needs to go kill Hiram using his old sheriff's gun so they can pin it on FP. And then Sweet Pea stays for the show. Yeah, Sweet, Sweet Pea's a pervert. Sweet Pea's just like, I'm sorry, dude. I faded. I, Jughead I, runs off to to warn his dad, and Sweet Pea's like, Oh, yeah, man, I'll, I'll catch up. I'm just going to collect some more uh, evidence. Yeah, I've, I've, over been, here. I've been living in a tent for so long. Like, there's not good <laughs> internet out there. Yeah, it's not a lot of privacy or internet. Also, also, have you seen Hermione? Uh, True. And Mineta. Uh, Mineta's? He's a fit guy. He's not, he's not bad looking. Yeah. Um, so Archie's gone to confront his demons, and by which I mean he is gone to see Hiram in his hospital bed with a gun. He's going to go kill Hiram Lodge right now. This scene made me laugh so hard. <laughs> so he has. You a didn't think it was dramatic the way he held his gun up to Hiram's head? Yeah, so he held his gun up. Well, sorry. Yeah, we'll see that we'll in a get moment. That. No, that that scene is just uh, chef kiss. Um, so Jughead catches uh, FP just as he's leaving because he got a call that something's happening at the hospital. FP's like, "Don't do," or Jughead's like, "Don't do it. It's a trap. They're gonna set you up." And FP's like, "Son of a bitch, I've been double crossed." Oh, sorry. He also has a flashback where he bribes the coroner to. Tell him that he faked the autopsy for Hermione. I love how he gives him money and then still tries to intimidate him. Dude, he's obviously... If you just hand him some money, he's going to do whatever you want. Yeah. He probably lets yeah. people into the morgue, you know, for some activities. Oh, for enough. sure. Yeah. That's his side hustle. Yeah. Um, But uh, Jay's like, you got to arrest them. And he's like, I can't because I was in on it. I was the one who shot Hiram Lodge. I guess with a sniper rifle I have hidden away somewhere, I don't know how he made that shot without a sniper or, like, a scoped rifle. Uh, but... <laughs> he's like, You think I fucking forgot when he almost had you killed? I've been biding my fucking time, and when Hermione came to me with this, I was on board, and now I'm Sheriff! And I thought that would keep her from backstabbing me, but I guess not. Shit, what do we do? <laughs> well, you do the elaborate thing they're about to do. Yes. Which I'm, but Jughead has to come up with that first, I think. Yeah, because w yeah. when FP used to be like a... To be able to think more. I mean, FP's never been great at making decisions. But, but like, he could at least could make plans that sometimes work. I mean, when has he ever made a plan that worked, Jesse? Uh, hiding those bodies. Okay, that w I mean, that's not a plan. That's just something he knows how to do. Well, that's a plan. I mean, like, his... That's plan. There was, you know, the plan where he uh, trashes the bijou for Hiram. That didn't work out. There was a plan where he cleans up Jason Blossom's body. That didn't work out. There was a plan where... Uh, all that stuff before he retires that didn't pan out, that landed him in jail. There was this plan to kill Hiram again. Also didn't work. Like, I'm he's bad at making plans and decisions. You know, I, I, he's hot, so I guess I <laughs> put a lot more into him than I think that he deserves. <clears throat> he has pretty, um, he has pretty privilege. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Archie's doing that thing where you monologue to an unconscious person and then hold a gun to his head. Yeah, but then he hears something after doing this monologue. Right. <laughs> so funny, I love it. <laughs> They kind of recap yeah, so, why he doesn't like Hiram. Yeah, all the different reasons. 
Um, he talks about a life for a life or whatever, a shot for a shot or some bullshit like that. Yeah, he, he's about to go. Yeah, he, he hears someone at the door. And then he goes to hide, which is a yeah. smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because you're holding... You don't want to be found in a room with a gun with the man that everyone knows you hate. And uh, uh, <laughs> this is the part that made me laugh so much. So, he so, did, so okay, so the shadowy figure goes in, mm-hmm. which we know is Mineta. Which is great, because Archie didn't lock the door. There was clearly a lock on that door that he could have used uh, and chose not to. Yeah, but he, but he, he's hiding in the shadows. In the shadow mm-hmm. Or, like, figure. behind the door, yeah. yeah. And uh, the guy is doing the same thing he was about to do. But yeah. then you pan over, and you see Archie doing that to the shattery dude. And it's great, him. because it's not even, like, a, like, I just reacted, and it was instinct. It's, like, a very deliberate, slow raising of the gun. He takes his time to aim it, and then shoots. Um, directly into his forearm, I guess, because that's where Mineta's bandaged later. <laughs> Which is yeah. weird. I feel like there are many other places in the body you could have aimed for. Um, yeah. So he shoots him and he runs off. Um, and then Hermione gets a call to go to the sheriff's place. Um, and it's an ambush. Alice is here setting up a camera. And FP's like, perfect, we're about to start an interview because we caught the guy. Yeah, we know where the guy is. I sure hope you don't. I sure hope you really believe me, Hermione. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not about her believing. She knows who oh. uh, shot oh, yeah. uh, Hiram. It's about saying, this is the story we're going to go with, and if we don't go with this, then I can burn you to the ground. Yeah. Um, I know you tried to double-cross me, and, you know, we can call it off here, or we can go to war, and that's not something you want. Also, I know how to hide one body exactly. Mm-hmm. Also, like, Alice isn't a producer. She's a reporter, so I don't understand why she's, like setting up the camera herself and producing and like checking the levels and not like introing him she's not actually doing an interview with him he's making a statement he's releasing a statement yeah. it's not like this is alice cooper for rtv5 uh here at the sheriff's office where new sheriff fp jones is about to make an announcement no she's just rolling camera and checking levels well, i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure she gets to do whatever she wants because anytime someone tells her true she doesn't it'd be like hey I'll stab you. Also, yeah. I have a cult behind me. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Tallboy's real name being Gerald Petit for a twist of irony. Uh, we love that. Of course. We love an ironic name. You know, his his name his name was very tiny, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very cop story. Oh, he was uh, resisting arrest, so I had to d- uh, discharge my firearm in a police-related killing. Uh, but yeah, he's essentially just threatening Hermione and being like, I know that you tried to double-cross me. Don't fucking do it again. Oh, I know why... And Alice has no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I know why her hair... I know why she looks different. Her hair is, mm. like, way straighter than it was in the past episodes. Oh. That's why. So then Veronica enlists uh, Reggie to go destroy the drug lab in the prison that I guess has no guards or people working at it. Oh. There, there's that Reggie made a, a, a reference that he felt very proud of, and I do like that moment. He was just like, oh, what did yeah, like the plot it? of Bad Boys 2. I'm in. Oh, <laughs> that's good, yeah. <laughs> See, the writers have seen Bad Boys 2. They knew what that was about. They haven't seen fucking any of these other things they've referenced. <laughs> you know they saw Love, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> right? A great film for adults and children alike. Yeah. You know they use Bumble. 
Um, so, but Veronica gets like the call about her dad, and so goes to visit him. Um, he's also awake now, I guess. And she and Archie make up, not as a couple, but like as friends. Um, as Archie's like, that was my closure. I thought I was gonna kill him, but I decided I'm better than that, and I forgive him for all the things he's done to me. Also, I feel like it would have been real funny if Veronica could be like, "Hey, do you wanna, um, you know, make sure things that I need done are done? You know, in a mob capacity." <laughs> <laughs> Want to make your bones, Archikins? They're very mature at this moment. I, I, it's weird how mm-hmm. immature and also mature they are at any given point in time. Yeah. I mean, except for the part where Archie lies about why he was here and that he was just about to kill her dad. But I understand why he didn't tell her that. Moments passed. We don't need to get into that. He can just take that secret to his grave. Also, also to be fair, why was he in? Why was he at the hospital with a gun? <laughs> Well, because he was going to kill Hiram. Well, no, no, no. Why would oh, someone... Oh, from Veronica's point of view. Yeah, yeah that's Veronica... very convenient. Yeah, it's convenient. Listen, she might have some suspicion. She's just like, it's... Look, she he shot the guy who was going to kill my dad. It's not even worth it at this point to interrogate that. <laughs> Veronica seems to be the only one who could think past uh, two steps. Yeah. So... She's like, I'm just going to leave that one uh, unanswered until I die. And I think everything will be fine if I do that. Also, I do want to shout out that that, that their ICU is literally um, one tiny room with one bed, and I love this tiny hospital. Yeah, so this, again, this is the town that has enough people to support, uh, like, a nightclub? Two gangs, two gangs, two gangs, two schools, a nightclub. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it's a two-bed ICU. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, he probably paid extra to be private. Yeah. Um, but basically... Archie's like, I'm tired of beefing with you. I just want to live my life. And Hiram's like, well, you saved my life, so I guess that's fair. We can call a truce. You don't fuck with my business, and I won't fuck with yours. Which is business. I'm assuming Archie's going to immediately break that promise and start fucking with his business, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's a thing. Actually, we're about to enter the... uh, Not really a spoiler, because I actually seeded it here. We're about to enter the Archie... So I need to pause. I want to talk about this in a second. We're about to enter the uh, Archie boxing arc. Uh, if you heard uh, Josie earlier on, when she's talking about ways for him to believe stress, she was like, you could start making music again, or if you have to hit someone, Kevin's dad uh, does boxing at the local gym. So we'll see that in a bit. Um, he gets really into boxing. <laughs> see, because she, she wasn't, he wasn't talking to Veronica, that answer was that we could fuck. Because apparently right. <laughs> that's the only thing they know how to do. So, uh, Reggie has gotten all the drugs from the drug lab, and they are packaged in these professionally made, brightly colored boxes that like are branded Fizzle Rocks. Uh, which I don't think is how you sell drugs illegally, but okay. Well, maybe. Just maybe. I mean, that's a, that's a good smokescreen, you know? You're not trying to hide anything with but, like, it's... I don't think it's, like, the candy... I think that's just, like, their drug branding. I don't know. Also, also, I just want to say, they're burning a bunch of drugs. Yeah. Probably not great. They're gonna be fucked up. Yeah, it's probably not great. Stand down, wind. Uh, Penelope continue to take advice from her serial killer dad. That's fine. I mean, she's got the darkness in her, so, you know. Yeah, this is where she learns that the world isn't black and white, and, in fact... Uh, there is nuance in the world, but this is somehow a bad message because 
uh, her serial killer dad agrees with her and taught her this lesson. Yeah. Uh, uh, just a very weird takeaway that like moral absolutism is not uh, is is the good thing and that the world is black and white and people who do bad things regardless of the context deserve to be punished is is the message that we should agree with here yeah it's almost like that was the exact same uh, thought pattern that your dad had uh betty right even though his her dad is now saying actually it's all shades of gray and you know you you got to look at the context of the people and, and their actions it's <laughs> they've kind of flip-flopped here i don't know well, maybe maybe he's just saying stuff to make her confused, so he keeps on coming over. So she keeps on coming. That's back. possible. I I could believe that. Yeah. Like he's just lonely, and he wants to do other things yeah. than fuck. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Archie just said he's gonna go check out Mr. Keller's boxing thing, but also maybe you know he and Josie could jam sometime. This feels. This... There's chemistry here. There's no, chemistry. So no, they, there's actual good chemistry between the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it feels like they're gonna like. They're going to be jamming, and they're going to be like... Then they're going to be jamming. <laughs> yeah. Although, I wouldn't mind it, you know? Josie and Josie and uh, Josie and Archie. That makes it good. Josie and her pussycat. Ha <laughs> um, uh, So, Hermione tracks down Veronica and is like, What the fuck did you do, you dipshit? I uh, already received the payment for the drug lab from our buyer. Uh, they're coming here expecting a drug lab that's no longer here. Uh, and she's like, well, just give them back their money, Mom. Gosh. And she's like, I can't. I used that money to bribe the governor to put in the quarantine so that we could fucking move the drug lab, you dumb piece of shit. And now the buyer's coming, and they're gonna want blood. Hopefully this... What have you done? Hopefully this leads to the gang war that I've been wanting the entire mm-hmm. <laughs> season so far. Time for gang number three to show up. Man... I can't wait. I can't wait for the two, for the for the two cults and the three gangs to fight. And then, in the, I guess a proud lodge tradition, she goes to beef with Jughead, a sixteen-year-old boy. He's not even that smart of a sixteen-year-old boy. No, um, he's also figured it all out, but uh, it doesn't matter because we already heard about all of this earlier in the episode. Yeah. I can't even remember what the point of this uh, scene was. It's probably just to show that uh, that Jughead knows, uh, knew something that happened in the episode that it wasn't present for. Because they seem because yeah. that's one thing that they do in the show. They don't they they do show everyone learning mm-hmm. something. Yeah, which I partially am cool with because I yeah. do, but I, uh, I also guess this is supposed to be the like film noir climax the whodunit where you know the detective explains the whole plot out and how it all fits together it works less because we already know how it all fits together because it was explained to us earlier in the episode um and that's traditionally not how film noir works uh but i guess that is what they're trying to do here but also this show has no chill and can't let anything set for more than five (laughs) minutes yeah um and so he explains it all, including her motivation. She's like, you forgot one thing. And you think it's going to be a twist, but actually it's just that also Hiram hired a fake Black Hood to take shots at me during the debate and almost killed me, and I was really upset about that. So also, I'm I'm the second gang boss, by the way. Yeah, so there so there are multiple reasons why I wanted Hiram dead. You got it wrong, Jughead. I wouldn't Because that's what matters here. I wouldn't have dead for three reasons, not one. Yeah. 
Oh, and then I think she threatens uh, him with the fact that she that FP was the one who shot Hiram or something, and that's why he should keep his mouth shut or whatever. It's whatever. It's just like deadlocked in a stalemate. No, no, dude, yeah. you never was on the board in the first right. place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he shot Mineta, I guess, in his upper arm. It's a weird spot. That's where he's bandaged, but it looks like they just finished fucking. And he's like, can you get me a beer, babe? Uh, what are we going to do about these damn kids? They know too much. Your husband always had such an elegant way of wrapping things up. And Hermione's like, you're so right, he did. And then turns around and shoots him, like, four times. Yeah. I mean, imagine that power move. Like, fucking someone and then killing him. That's a yeah. power move. Unfortunately, it's only a power move for yourself or in a movie where someone sees the right. shit. Right, yeah. Otherwise, who's going to know? <laughs> I mean, that's, like, the whole thing uh, with, like, the perfect murder, right? You can't do that because if it's really perfect, no one knows about it, and that, like, defeats the whole point of committing murder. Yeah. Uh, you, you need people to understand your genius. Um, yeah, also... It's it, it's so strange that Veronica paid him to do this instead of just asking him as a friend. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically she is paying him for the value of his labor, even though... Which I'm pro, you know. If he did, he did do it's, work. It, yeah, it's 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 weird when he's your friend, though. Yeah. Like normally, you can just be like, also, "Hey, can you also he does, do me a solid?" Also, he does this for free, on his own. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. Like he already just does this. He already has a hate on for Hiram and the whole yeah. Lodge family, except for Veronica. Like, you don't need to go that far. Yeah. Very weird. Very weird. Well, that was the episode. It sure was a lot. It definitely was a lot. Um, and, like, what will we get next week? Pro- um, probably. A bunch more bullshit, is my guess. This, but more, probably. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. This this episode was dumb in a way I was exhausting. Mm-hmm. It was exhaustingly dumb. It wasn't like last episode, which was, like, awesome. <laughs> this one it was just kind of uh, this is the first like yeah. eh episode i had i think we had i, I think it's because they were trying to frame it as a film noir which means they changed the tone a lot to be like this very like uh meditative dark sort of tone that uh, didn't super work with the insane writing that they normally do yeah i feel i feel like if it was just a normal episode i would have liked it a- mm-hmm. yeah but but yeah, I mean, it does move the plot forward. Uh, yep. Betty, I mean, Betty is we deepen the relationship between the dark, uh, the dark hood or the black hood and uh, A.K. her father. Um, she's now thinking like the black hood, which is mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you, it doesn't matter who you are if you do bad at all, you deserve to die, I guess. Well, no, because she changed her opinion at the end. Only now she's thinking like the Black Hood, maybe because that was the position the Black Hood was. Ho- Who knows? Yeah. Well, Who really can say? Whatever. Uh, and uh, you know, we get a little bit. I mean, we get Hermione seems like she's gonna actually be in the spotlight. That's cool. Yeah. And Archie gets an excuse to not be a emo shithead for a little bit. Right. So you know, it moves it forward. It's just like that yeah. tone was just. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, well, that's enough discussing Riverdale. That was exhausting. Yeah. Um, let's discuss something else, like Sexy Beast. Did you watch it, Jesse? I, so, here's a fun thing. I had to pay rent, mm-hmm. 
And oh. yeah, I buy it by uh by Netflix subscription. <laughs> right out. <laughs> like so I ha- won't have it until are I you, get. Are you not on my Netflix right now? Well, I was on my own for a long time. I mean, I was on my own. Oh. I used yours to watch this episode. But no, I paid oh. rent. No, I had to pay I had to pay rent. So uh um and I had a bunch of unexpected bills. Hmm. By the way, if you're uh, sad, uh, don't order out all your food. It turns out you run out of money eventually. Yeah. Um, sure do. You just run out of money, and then you don't have money for other things like Netflix. <laughs> but that being said, I have not watched it yet. I will watch it. All right. Well, we'll circle back to that. Yep. I will say uh, just off the top, my first impression, first episode's not very good. I watched three um, with my girlfriend. Third episode's pretty good. First episode was not very good. Okay, so first, so go past the first episode. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, a lot of people commented this on the trailer, and I was hoping that maybe it was just like the clips they selected for the trailer and not indicative of the whole show. But it looks like it might be the whole show. It was, you know, this is stupid because everyone's hot. So like, how are you gonna talk about, uh? hiding their appearance it doesn't matter because they're fucking hot so they're gonna be fine once they're revealed anyway and that seems to be actually what the show is everyone's like the first girl is a model in new york and you're like oh okay the third girl's insane though so she's really fun that's what i was kind of hoping for is like maybe we'll get like some insanity from like you know akin to like a next or something like that you know like a real real messy people eventually Mm mm-hmm so. That's the hope. That's what episode three was uh, heading toward. So I'm hoping for more of that. The first episode is just very boring, in my opinion. But uh, they, they're, you know. they're probably trying to get people to... They did the opposite of Black Mirror, and they wanted to play it safe the first episode so people <laughs> won't get scared off of it. I guess. Yeah. But. All right. Um, other than that, uh, I guess Marble League is happening right now, which is funny because the Olympics are also happening, and I'm only watching one of those, and it's not the Olympics. Um, but I don't want to discuss it because my team's doing very bad this year. <laughs> well, I have not watched it because apparently YouTube sucks at showing me videos, so mm. I'll need to I'll need to watch it. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, I think all Rangers are currently in like 14th. It's not been great. Are, <laughs> it's not been great. Ooh. Well, I'll uh, well, I'll watch. I'll see. I'll see where the. Uh, I'll see where my, my Team Momo is at and everything, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll go. They're doing much better than the O-Rangers. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes sometimes our team doesn't win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, do you have anything to recommend then, Jesse? Uh, I mean, this is like a three-year-old recommendation by this point, but uh, Midsommar's pretty, uh, pretty good. Mm. You know? Yeah. I watched it. Been meaning to see that. Real yeah. scary. Like, real scary. Like, mm-hmm. scary in a way that uh, I wasn't scared for a while. Also, yeah. I haven't watched this yet, but apparently Pig, the movie with Nicolas Cage, oh, yeah. is apparently yeah. a fucking masterpiece, according to, like, half the internet. So, like... Nice. Um, I want to I saw the trailer it. for that. I want to watch and, it. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Looks interesting. Apparently, yeah. it's not John Wick, but with a pig. It's more oh. than that, which is just like... Okay. You know, if I get a little bit of John Wick with a pig, but also, you know, <laughs> you know Nick Cage... I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, as for myself, I guess I'll recommend a video game this week. Uh, Pokemon Unite just came out. It is... Uh, basically, it's a Pokemon MOBA. I think they call it a, like, arena battler. But it's essentially a MOBA. Uh, you pick 
out of a selection of Pokemon, and, like, you fight wild Pokemon in the tall grass, and you capture them, and then you turn in those Pokeballs at uh, special locations to earn points for your team, while also killing the enemy team's Pokemon, uh, so that they, they can't turn in, and then it's just, it's a 10-minute round, um, and once 10 minutes runs out, whoever has more points wins and that's the general conceit it does some interesting things i think with the format uh, i really like how the uh move selection works uh you start out and you get to choose between one of two moves and then when you level up again you get the other move and then uh as you continue to level up uh they will offer you a choice to either like upgrade your current move or select a new move for that uh input slot which gives you a bit of customization in how you play, which I think is kind of cool. And also the Pokemon Evolve, which is neat as well. That, yeah. that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's uh, free to play for mobile and Switch, I believe. It might be on some other stuff, but those are the two I know and, of. And as, far as, and as far as I know, you don't need to really sign up for anything. Uh, no, yeah. yeah, you can just jump in. Just jump. Um, and also because it's like on mobile and Switch, and it's Pokemon, so two areas where... Uh, it's not the usual crowd for MOBAs. Everyone's very bad currently, and I'm winning a lot because of it. <laughs> so there's that as well. If you like play MOBAs, you'll be able to do um, quite a bit to people in this game because they don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, I mean, just you have to wait. It's gonna get toxic somehow. Cause that's how oh yeah. <laughs> but like you know, it's you're gonna be. Well, fun. I mean, a great plus of uh, it being like on Switch is that there is no chat. That you have, it's like Hearth Hearthstone and shit, where you have like a selection of pings you can do. You know, like I need help over here, or I want to go top lane. Um, but you can't actually talk to people, which is a great feature. They're gonna somehow turn like help into like the N word somehow. that's what that's what they did that's what they did like when overwatch are doing like uh chat moderation where you couldn't say certain words they just Mm. use the replacement words to be oh yeah the toxic shit so uh speaking speaking of uh communicating i heard uh at one point snoop dogg's twitch stream got muted because he had been playing music uh, in the background he was talking to someone and like he didn't he wasn't aware and twitch chat was trying to like let him know only he's disabled uh typing in his twitch chat you can only uh use emotes <laughs> so people were just spamming emotes trying to explain to him that there was no sound on his stream for a week <laughs> yeah that is so good it's it's as the gamers gamers would say pretty poggers <laughs> uh well i mean that's a good way to end you know yeah you know we yeah just is, is it? No, it's my turn, isn't it? Oh, it's definitely I think you did your it last turn. Time. I, I, okay, go on, Pogchamp. Oh, it's definitely. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I don't know. You can. Uh, I don't have the energy for this. Um, it was really fucking stupid that Betty called her the Red Delilah, and that's all I have to say about this. Yeah. Okay, bye. I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nano. That means you haven't known the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. What the hell are you talking about? Get my pretty name out of your mouth. Well, you're not the same with or without.